0: Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey guys, Alan here. We have a very special podcast this week. It's a two-part episode. Today, you're listening to part one of that episode. It's a conversation I recorded with Joey and Doe. Joey has played in two of our cups. He has won the African Cup of Nations twice. He's won everything there is to win in Irish football. For my money, he is the greatest player to have ever played in the League of Ireland. Always my favourite footballer and absolutely thrilled to get him on the podcast. In the first part of the conversation, we are going to look at what Joey's up to now, his mentoring of young footballers and impacting on their lives. We're going to look at his background background in cameroon growing up we're going to look at how he got into professional football we're going to look at some of the challenges he's had along the way his call up to the world cup for france 98 making his debut against the netherlands coming up against mark overmars some absolutely incredible stories coming up so sit back enjoy this is part one part two will be out on friday Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the podcast, we've had a little bit of a break for Christmas but it's good to be back, I didn't expect the break to go on this long but to be fair I needed that recovery time so I took a couple of weeks off, back recharged, feeling really good and the first episode back is going to be worth the wait, I have a cracking guest with me today, um, my favourite footballer of all time, boom, the one and only Joey and Doe, Joey how are you?
1: Good Alan, good, good, life is good. Is it? you cold? Uh, of course, of course, it's cold but uh, you know. what can we do without the cold
0: that's it yeah we're just have to get used to it don't we no point complaining about it in Ireland we might as well get used to it might as well finish my intro I suppose for anybody that is not necessarily a football fan so this man has played in two World Cups went to two World Cups anyway definitely played in one um won the African Nations uh two won two wow wow and um there's no point even getting into everything you've won in Ireland because we'll be here all day yeah yeah I agree
1: with you you. I agree with you on that one
0: Okay, Doug. So what are you getting up to these days? Let's just start at that and let's do a little catch-up since anybody that has been following your football career might be wondering, what's Joey at these times? Uh,
1: just coaching. I, uh, I have uh, open a mentoring to young players, especially to unknown players, because I felt that it's more fulfilling to bring someone um, into the higher level when no one expected. And I think that's uh, what I'm doing at the moment. Just coaching them, mentoring them and making sure that um, in the future they're going to make a living and also that uh, they're going to impact people around them.
0: Okay, so when you say make a living, is that through football or is that giving them skills for life or is it a little bit of both?
1: Football is life. Like what you learn in football, uh, the experience you have in football is huge when it comes to life. You just have to bring that into your lifestyle because if you want to be happy in life, you have to work harder not to answer every critics you ha- You have to work harder not to listen everything. So <laughs> if you start listening everything, it will be difficult to be <laughs> happy. Hmm. So in football, you learn that that critics will come. It's not about too much what people think. It's about how you're going to uh, develop the skill you have. Right. Because to make a living, you don't need uh, two or three skills. You need one. And when you have that skills, instead of being average, you develop that skill to be great. Now, when, when you're getting paid for that skills, why are you worried when people talking about the skill you don't have? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very much psychological stuff as well like are you doing a lot with them on the mindset aspect of things as well as the football side
1: yeah always always Um, I think that's the first thing it's not football, it's not physical it's mental Um, I always also think that football is a therapy because when you're on that pitch you don't think about anything it doesn't matter what's going on in your life Um, sometimes I heard players uh, saying that it was difficult for me uh, mentally because i wasn't in the good place and uh, i feel strange because going training you know only in training you don't think about stuff uh, in the game you do not think it doesn't matter what's going on in your life the only thing you want is to enjoy yourself and uh, is um, to have a good time now if you start if, if when you start football your goal were um, to have money, then you're going to struggle. But if it was to enjoy yourself, then it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, you will enjoy yourself.
0: I think that's actually a really interesting point as well, because that's something I would actually see in your game. Like, even though the stakes will be high in some games, you still see joy bringing out the tricks. And like, it was like the pressure didn't really affect you as much.
1: No, because I always felt when you played, when you played in Cameroon, I played in front of 100,000 people. Uh, You cannot hear your teammate giving you instruction or telling you that, hey, man, on, careful, you don't hear anything because it's so loud. But when you see 100,000 just come to see you perform, the, the the feeling is just amazing. It's, 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 it's amazing. And my thought always was the game will not be the next day. The game is today. Yeah. So if you miss it, gone.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you not feel <laughs> nerves or pressure, Joey?
1: No. Uh, because, you know, as much as I, I, I love playing in front of 100,000 I will not play differently if I play in front of five people. That's just the reality, you know. 100,000 is better because there is more wow yeah, in yeah. The, into it. Yeah. But five, five people, you have to give them something. They're going to go back to say, I, I really enjoy it, you know. And even when uh, with some of my previous club in Dublin, I was playing with them and people tried to abuse me. The one thing I always felt is, yeah, you know what? He can abuse me, but when he's going to go back home, the first thing he's going to say, oh, what a player. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, There's oh, no denying oh, that. Oh, <laughs> I, this guy is something else. I hate him, but oh, yes. oh he's so good. He's so good. Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> that know? So, and always for me, that... Uh, I always felt that it doesn't matter what the intention of the person. When he comes in, in that stadium to watch me, I have to give him something that he will go back and say...
0: I love that uh, attitude, though. I love, but I love that. But that's a mindset thing as well, because there are probably other players that would go under with that kind of abuse and pressure.
1: The one thing also is how you take that abuse. Because I, I, I always felt that it's more uh too much love you know and they were so disappointed that I left their club okay you know so and that that uh, love become a frustration because they were watching me doing they, they keep following you anyway yeah. and they were watching me doing the stuff i was doing with their club they were watch and this how is he like? So now, like that like when an ex moves <laughs> on and betters themselves, you know, he, he's so. But what they never understood is that I never left the club. I left the manager, okay, not the club, you know. So and some sometimes, uh, he, he happened in a very bad way. But the thing who make things worse is that. I never go public with it. Okay. Why I left? I never went public with it. Why? Because I understand the, the power of word. And the one thing I don't want is to have a regret um, in my life that I shouldn't say these things, even if it was true. Because I understood that someone can say things about me. It will not have as much impact than if I say something about him. Uh, something he said privately or what the way behave privately. And then I bring that out. I know that the impact will go beyond that person. It can go to his family, you know, and it will not last one year because they always going to say, Oh, your dad said this, your dad done this. So I always take that in account and I say, it's not worth it. Because anyway, I already have my move. I want to move. So why am I going explain to people now? Yeah, you know, th- th- if I no move, purpose, it's yeah. because he said this, he done this. No, come on. You got what you want. Yeah. Just yeah. continue your life. And if I was able to, to play till I was 38, 39, it because I, al- I always try to focus my mind in what is important, not what bother me. Uh, of course, everyone wants to be loved. But... In some point, you have to understand that it's not too much the people who love you who are important. Is the way you love people, because the only thing who make you who gonna give you peace and who gonna make you better is how much you love people. It's not how much people love you, because if it was, how much people love us, love some people. Celebrity will, not have, will never have stress, will never have breakdown, yeah, yeah. but with all the fun they can have, all the love they can have, all the messengers they can have, they still struggle
0: oh, <laughs> in their life. Yeah.
1: So the only way, I think that's the way uh, uh, we, were, we, were, we were made as a human being, is that we only get the, 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 the highest peak of our happiness is when we love people.
0: Incredible point. And I think social media has kind of <laughs> exacerbated that as well, where you'll see people with like 2,000 friends. And in reality, yeah. they might have a very, very small circle. You know?
1: I think the social media is, is important for people's behavior because anyway, one day it's going to disappear. Nothing is eternal. But the people will understand why they shouldn't do certain things. Mm. As a human being, we like to experience first. You know, yeah. It's a little bit like a child. You say, oh, don't touch the fire. He's going to look at you and smile and say, yes, I won't do that. <laughs> and then he look around, nobody. He say, okay, why? He say, don't touch the fire." And then he, mm, why? Now I know but why. He, he, cannot, he cannot scream louder because he doesn't want
0: anyone to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love that analogy. Absolutely class. So everything you're speaking about here, is this the message that you're bringing now to the guys that you're mentoring? Yeah. And what what age are these people? Like what Uh
1: from uh the young the youngsters is uh, 18, 19. and the oldest is 20, 25.
0: Okay. Is the goal then to get them into football clubs?
1: Yeah, the goal is is not just to get them the football club. The goal is for them to play the World Cup, wow. win the Champions League, win the Ballon d'Or. Wow. For for that's the goal. Like And I told them since the start, if you don't have that goal, don't waste my time. Because I'm going to put the effort to do it. Um, Of course, it may look a little bit strange. Why? Because first, they are in Ireland. And they are in Sligo. They are not in Dublin. Dublin is a little bit uh, fancy. I'm in Dublin (laughs) and I, I have that goal. But you come in Sligo, you come from Sligo, and you have a goal to win a Ballon d'Or one day. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. But then I asked them one day, "Where is Messi come from? Little village, from yeah. nowhere." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: <you're
1: laughs> you so understand. Right. You're so, so right. and I I just felt that uh, young player in Ireland, they are so limited in their dream. Yeah. It's so it's so small. Like something, understand? You don't buy dream. But if you want to have that, I would say fulfillment, you always have to aim for something bigger than what you think you can do. Yeah. Then you will make the effort. You may not win it, but you're gonna get close to it.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, I agree with everything you're saying. I think sometimes here in the West, we kind of hold ourselves back. <laughs> There's nearly an inferiority complex. Like I think sometimes we look at the likes of Dublin and go, I can't do that. And like I've seen this myself, I suppose for me, I started off and like you'd be thinking, oh, the guys in Dublin and Cork and Galway, they're the guys that do the big stuff. I can't really do that. And then you start actually starting to achieve stuff and you start to dream a little bit bigger and you start to think a bit bigger because I think you have to nearly prove to yourself along the way that I can do it.
1: Yeah, of course. I think that's the the one thing is we always strive on the challenge. Yeah. Uh, We need it. Like it's not even uh, an option. Yeah. We need it. We need challenges. We need struggle. You need that sense of yeah. purpose. We, we we need it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, one day I was having a chat with my auntie and uh, I have around, uh, in my mother's side, I have around uh, eight aunties. And they are in some situation where they are fighting for nonsense you know, heritage. They are fighting for heritage. Something their father left. Yeah. That's funny. Because they didn't. Their father left and they are fighting for it. <laughs> so, and, so, they are two camp. Everyone is just, no, it's the other camp who's doing this. Okay. She said this, she said that. So, I asked one of her that, have you never gossiped behind someone back. She said I did. So I said, what's the point? It's just equal now if you heard that someone gossiped in your back. Mm. What's the problem? It's mm. equal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fantastic. did it. And now
0: it's <laughs> yeah, happened to you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't see the problem. Oh, and
1: then I asked her, Do you know when you're gonna die? She said, What? Why? I said, No, it's just a question, do you know when? She said no. I said, because you don't, you better not waste your time on those nonsense. Because In in one time in your life, you're going to look back and say, I've wasted six, seven years Mm. fighting for something who's not even mine, and I forgot to leave. You don't need much to be happy. But the first rules of happiness is the time I put in myself to follow what's going to fulfill me. And... Everything who's going to hold those players back on their dream is their ears. Not the eye, it's their ears. Because when people never done something, they're going to always tell you that you cannot do it. Yep. And that's fair because they never done it I and they never not, see yeah. anyone. Yes. So it's not because they are bad people. Yes. It's just... You yeah. never yeah. see. Yeah, hundred percent. And I always you know, think
0: like just because it's not possible for them doesn't mean it's not possible for you. Exactly. You know, and and I think because they're sitting in their own shoes, they go, <coughs> "God, I could never do that." So therefore, they assume that you can't either. Yeah,
1: and like I, I I I took some of the player in junior league, and junior league for those who doesn't know is amateur league.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: But when you see in Sligo. They never been a player who went from Junior league and become a top player in the league and top player top player in the world never so when some of those players started to train with me, their other teammates were asked, "What are you doing? Why are you wasting your time there?" You know, and I understood it was difficult for them to understand and sometimes they came back to me and I can see their interaction with me i knew that oh the poor guy the poor guy he heard something who didn't go well with him today he understand it and but it's not because i understand it that i'm going to be easy on you i understand it but the goal i have because i know how difficult it will be i want to see the way you're going to react on those says. so i will not come to you and say oh, you know what, uh, don't listen to them, uh, you know. I will not try to cheer you up, no. I want to see how much you want it. If you don't have the heart, it's not the head. the heart, that I want this, you're going to leave. Hmm. And I'm okay with it. I will not convince you to stay. Hmm. Because I feel that if you cannot handle those little things, how is it going to be when millions of people going to be on your back, because you don't play well, because you didn't score a goal, because if you cannot handle a few people, how is it going to be when you're going to be in that level where you have millions who feel that they have a right to say anything to you?
0: Yeah, 100%. It's building resilience. Like, you're always going to have setbacks. You're always going to have tough days. And like, it's, as you said, it's exactly it's how you respond to them. And that's, yeah. I think that's the same for everybody in life, not even footballers. I think it's, it's life in general. Yeah an awful lot of what you're saying I'm thinking has probably been built up from your own journey and your own experiences. I'd love to take it back to the beginning because I feel like I know an awful lot of joy from when you've come to Ireland, but I don't know anything about joy from the early days. Yeah. What was life like back growing up in Cameroon?
1: Uh, Listen, it was amazing. I have uh, fantastic parents who always uh, helped me to achieve my dream. I never thought of being a footballer Until I was, I would say, uh, 17. Really? Yeah. I was playing every day, but it was just for fun. I never really thought of making my job. But soon I get 17, I say, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I spoke to my dad and he said, okay. So he just explained to me what it's going to take, the discipline of it. And that's the first thing he told me. If you messed up, you're going to feel my power. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs>
0: oh, too funny. <laughs>
1: If you messed up, you're going to feel my power. And when an African dad told you that, you know what's going to happen. you got to
0: get a dog, Joey. <laughs> so you know what's going to happen. So. You're not coming back. So. <laughs> so oh,
1: I, have, I have to focus. I have to understand that uh, I, I cannot have the same process as any teenagers. So I didn't mess up like a teenager's. Uh, I get straight from 17 being a young guy to an adult straight away uh, because I understand the, the importance of responsibility. I understand the importance to give your word. Um, it's not about signing, it's about giving your word. You can sign something, but you don't believe it. But when you give your word, it doesn't matter what it's gonna cost you, you have to do it yeah. that's it so when I give that word that that's what I want to do, I start to get into uh the most difficult part was to be as strong as anybody else so it wasn't too much about how technical I am because physically I have to match it
0: so physically strong mentally both
1: yeah because to And that's the thing. When you assess yourself and you feel that that's what I need in my game, this part of my game needs that physicality. So of course, you need to have some mental strength to assess yourself and say, I'm lacking here. Because when when we're talking, sometimes when we talk about that mental, mental aspect is first of all, is to understand your weakness and to accept it and then to see your strength and based on your strength, on your weakness, you have to focus first on your strength because if if people know you as someone who smiles all the time, okay, that's your strength and then you have a little bit of uh, attitude time to time you better focus on your, your strength who's smiling because then you're going to smile so much that no one will ever pay attention of the little attitude you have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, but yeah.
1: sometimes when you focus on I have to get rid first on that habit of attitude, you know, you stop smiling because the time you get rid of that attitude, it takes times. And, thom- and sometimes you get frustrated because some situation will go, get you back to the old days where you get that attitude. But when you focus on smiling, 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 smiling is going to get rid of the attitude without even you knowing. Mm. Because you're going to smile every day now. That if you, if you had, let's say you have, I don't know, <laughs> one hour of attitude per day, slowly the smiling part will take over. Then you go to 45-minute attitude, then 30-minute attitude, yeah, then 20 yeah. minutes. Before you knew it, the attitude is gone. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because you work on your strength. So I understood it and I started to work on my fitness because I felt I need a body who's going to allow me to use my technique against anybody. Yeah. And that was painful, I'm telling you now, painful. Like
0: What did that look like?
1: That that's that's why even even now I felt that I'm 47, I can still play. But when I think of what I have to put my body through, I say no 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 that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, no, 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 no. So from I remember my first training session uh every day was at 5 a.m. I have to run for 45 minutes. Um I didn't have access to a gym. And I have to be as strong as someone who has access to the gym. So, and then I have uh, 4 p.m. training. And that was every day. On Sunday, I was having a rest. So I have to work like that for six days a week.
0: Okay. Tell me how you have got around this problem of not having access to a gym while others did.
1: Uh, at first... One of my uh, friends had some kind of weight that uh, he, the, he he do it himself, uh, and he told me, "Oh, I have some kind of uh, weight there, some kind of uh, elbow. Um, <clears throat> how they call that? The bar. I have some kind of bar. That, like he took some 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 uh, um, mechan- some some in the mechanic." And he joined and them to together, you know, well to do, okay, right. you know, so gotcha. I, uh, I took it to do some squat. I didn't even know how to do squat. And uh, listen, I, I thank God every day that I didn't get injury because, <laughs> because I, could, I could have a lower back issue and the weight was very heavy. Uh, I remember I tried to lift it uh, for two weeks. I couldn't, but I keep trying. The third week, I did. And I did one squat. And then the fourth week, I could have done 10 squats. So it's just the challenges. Mm. But when it comes to uh, my upper body, I couldn't use it. And the upper body was just push up. uh, Push up every day. Running. You don't know how much running is going to make you fit. I'm telling you now. Like it was... And that's just the way I, I, I was training. Yeah. Because, and I was doing a lot of upper body uh, work uh, because my dad met a training coach and he asked him what can I do at home. And he gave me that program where I can do the upper body without using a, a gym. Yep. And he, he worked out with me well. Why? Because I was giving time. I was giving uh, myself uh, a lot of time to do it. A lot of time. And patient.
0: Amazing. And I think that was actually probably an, an aspect of your game that I felt was maybe a bit underrated. Because people always said, oh, Joey's so skillful. But one thing I always noticed was like, you just hold people off. Like, yeah. there could be three guys around you, Joy's Joey's just there protecting the ball. No,
1: no, it's just I'm telling them that, can you wait a little bit? Uh, I have a phone call to give, so wait,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> wait.
1: No, oh, but, class. you know, um, I, I always felt uh, I need something who's gonna be at the service of my technical ability. And that something was the physicality. Mm. So I have to work so hard on the physicality because now the physicality is gonna protect the technicality of the of the of my game. Yeah. So if you don't have it, then you're in trouble. Because it doesn't matter how much you're gonna dribble someone, if he can just put his arm and block you, you are you are done. Yeah. So you need that strength. You need to work on that, you know. So it was a lot of hours, a lot of hours.
0: That doesn't surprise me because I know you said to me before as well, like people think I was just born with it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that because obviously the skill levels are ridiculous compared to most of what we've seen in League of Ireland. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not just saying it because you're sitting in front of me, like. But, um, like, what what level of commitment does it take to get to that? Because again, I, I think people do kind of have this idea in their head. Well, Joy's just lucky. Joy's just born with that. Like,
1: but that's that's the that's the the, the, the I think that's the meaning of really what I'm doing yeah. is that I have to make people think that everyone can do it. So it has to be a forest. That even someone's. It, I can do it, I can do it, you know, but it took hours and hours of practice. Even my skills, I have to put hours and hours. Of course, I can have an aspiration today, oh yeah, I can do this. But then I have to go practicing, practicing, practicing. Because in the game, I never knew when I'm going to use it. So I never go in the game and say, I'm going to use these skills. No. Because for me, the first thing always is to create something we're gonna help the team to score a goal. For me, that's the first thing. It's winning. And now I only use my skills when all the options, my first option, are gone. Yeah. So then I use my skills. Then I can get away from any situation. You know? But for that, let's say even holding players, I have to practice that. Because holding is the easy part. So what are you going to do with the ball? So the reason you are holding them is that you want that crowd to come. But then soon they get around you, you know that now they have less three players. Yeah. You have to release that ball at the right time. It's always about the timing. Yeah. So, but when people were watching me play, uh, for them it was, I oh, know he's too gifted. He doesn't put, uh, he doesn't need to. And also, I never really uh, train or practice in front of other players. So even the players thought that I was gifted. Because i always been private on the way I practice. I will never, like, when the the game is, when the training is over, uh, I may go in the gym, spend some time. And then when I get home, rest a little bit, go in the park. That practicing dead. So no one ever really see me mm. practice um, most of the time. And that's why they have that notion that, oh no, you just wake up one day and you can do it.
0: 100%. It's, it's like anything. People only see the tip of the iceberg. They don't see what's gone on underneath the water and how much has actually gone into it. Yeah. Do you know what's in my head at the moment, Joey? And I want to ask you, was it something that was practiced? the loopy loop free kick in the cup final yeah was that off the cuff or was that something you guys had worked no, on no and
1: that's what I'm saying is we, we done it once before that product. we done it once against um, was it uh, Limerick I think Limerick because that free kick one day the, the manager in Barclough came to me and said can we do the over the wall free kick I said listen come on Dafa, connecting people. Just ask. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we tried it in training. It didn't go well. And I can see the, the manager was so frustrated because I couldn't put the ball over properly over the, hole, the, the, the wall. And the manager was telling me, Joey, no, I think you should do that. I said, the main thing is the game. Don't worry about what's going on here. Here is just adjustment. I have to know the, the distance between the wall and I. So based on that, I will know exactly what kind of ball I'm going to give. So when you see me, uh, I will say not be able to put that in training. Don't worry. Because I need that to know what I shouldn't do. I don't, yeah. I don't need in training I don't need to see things I should do I know what I should do you're learning from it. I'm learning from so and you say okay that week in the game we done it first time bang goal now in the Aviva uh, the free kick is is is, is, is done and uh, what's his name again oh what's his name again I forgot my teammate name. Danny North. Danny North. Come on, Joey. Sorry, 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 (laughs) Danny. Sorry, Danny. So, Danny North come to me and say, "Um, Joey, we're going to do the the free kick. I say yes. And that's amazing. Why? Because I didn't think twice. Danny didn't think twice. So, now we have uh, Jilali who were there and Ross Ganner who were there. So, Normally I would let them take the free kick. I can I can play the free kick, but I understood that most of the time when a young player wants to take the free kick, even the manager say, Joey, you take the free kick, I'm gonna give the young player because that gives him more confidence, you know? So but that free kick, I told them, just leave it. They say, no, Joe, I said, just leave it. So when because my focus was the ref, not the wall. And in some point, the wall was a little bit close to the ball, and for me it was perfect. I didn't have to make too much effort because it's close. Mm. And then I saw the ref going pushing the wall. I said, "The ref, no!" Leave
0: it alone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the ref look at me and said, "No, they are good there, they are good there," and he pushed them back. Now it started to be more difficult because he has. It was the way he pushed them back. The, the the space between the wall and the keeper was so tiny Close, yeah, yeah. that I it has to be precise. Yeah. No no match of error. And now I focus on the ref. Then we had the eye contact. I said, he said yes. And I play. Did he blow the whistle? No. But he gave that eye contact. Because when the ref, when can I... You say, you play. So, it's not like I, I play the ball. No. I have...
0: You've got the okay from Yeah, the okay from the left. Yeah.
1: So, the, uh, 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 for me, the, the most, um, I would say, comical situation of that is... Broder players start to complain like they could even under, understand what's happened. It's tired of even the refs have whistle. How could you imagine that they're going to do that? Yeah, yeah. They couldn't. Yeah. Because the one who were marking Danny Nott, he didn't even pay attention of Danny Nott because he could then, in his mind, mm. in the final, you cannot imagine that someone's going to do it. Yeah. And that's where you have to do it. That's, if there is one moment you have to do it, it's in the final because there is no player... Opposite player, who imagine even you're gonna try something like that.
0: It's being brave, and, and that's what we spoke about at the start. And playing in front of a hundred thousand and not getting yeah. pressure, it's a similar thing. Yeah. if like if you're brave enough to do it in a final.
1: But I, I don't think I don't think it's, it's brave. I think it's football. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not. You'd brave. still
0: do it if it was in the park. Yeah, in the
1: so and you are playing football for those moments, big games. That's why you play. That's why you want to show what you are capable of, you know? So it shouldn't be something strange because you were waiting for that. You were born for that. And now the moment came, you shouldn't freeze. You should embrace it. You say, oh, finally, Mm. I have it.
0: Amazing, amazing. Let's go back to when you were starting to become a professional. And I suppose you're in Cameroon for a while playing. How did the opportunity come then to move abroad?
1: Um at uh nineteen ninety 1990, nineteen ninety eight after the World Cup.
0: Oh, were you still in Cameroon for the yeah. first, for the ninety eight World Cup? Yeah. Ah, okay. Talk to me about the World Cup because like this is obviously something most people don't experience. What what was the lead up to that? How did you end up getting called up? Can you remember even when you were contacted? Like what, what did that feel like?
1: The first the, my first thought always been the in nineteen ninety-four when um 1994 World Cup, I think, in the United States. Yeah. And I was watching with my friend come on game. And in my heart, I just felt the next one, I will be there. And I told them the next World Cup, I will be there.
0: What age were you at that stage? Um,
1: 18. Around 18, 19. And... They look at me uh-huh-huh uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so convinced, so convinced. Now we're talking about in four years so let's go get that green and it was painful yeah or oh, it was painful. Uh, I've been in the club where uh, I didn't play much. Uh, I was a young player and I have to, I have to make myself um, available to learn because it was a tough situation. Uh, you have no chance to, you have no chance to play because they didn't play young player there. Okay. Um, most of the players I went with who were almost my age, left after two months. because they felt, oh, there is no chance. But I spoke with my dad, and he said, okay, you know what? They have players you're going to learn of. So it's better to stay there two years, learn from those guys, and then you can move.
0: Was your dad a football man, Joey? No. No.
1: So, and I've learned so much. With those guys because most of them were international players okay. were playing for a national team and i learned i've learned i've learned um so when felt that it's time for me to go the club didn't want the club say oh no we're going to make you our uh, our priority i said mm. no thanks <laughs> <laughs> i saw, i saw enough thank you <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. We we tell we're gonna do it. I say, mm. no, I have other plans, <laughs> you know. So I went uh, in the in the other club, and there uh, you can you can feel like I was ready. That's why I'm saying the timing. Uh, you you have to learn your craft first if you want to be if you want to be the number one you you have to learn how to be the last then when you're going to have that feeling first you're going to respect the last every time and secondly you will not want to go back be last because you have that feeling if you never feel how, how it's like to be last or to be least it's difficult for you to understand it's really diff- and it's also difficult for you to make the the effort your position demand. Because if your skill brings you to the number one, it's not your skill who's going to maintain you to number one. It's your mentor mm. who's going to maintain you to number one. Because you can have, in the season, uh, you can have 10 good games, great games, 20 great games. That's the season. Next season, I'm not sure you're going to have the same.
0: Second season syndrome.
1: Second, uh, exactly. So now it's your mentor who's gonna make you mm. keep achieving the same result. So that's why when you see player like Messi Ronaldo to be on that level for so many years is an exceptional. It's insane. It's it's, it's really insane. So when I went there, oh I enjoyed myself. It was like pff, I was really the best player in the league and i can see how my uh my childhood club they were so pissed off every time i play against them because i just want to tee them up every time, every time, every time. <laughs> <laughs> and they you look at say, "Oh, that was our kid that was our kid we lost them <laughs> now oh,
0: you know and then um 1998 came
1: 1998 season we start the season because when I moved to the to the other club, we won the league straight away. It was amazing, amazing team, amazing team. On that team, even three of the sub were international. Okay. So we were eleven on the pitch. We were international. Yeah. Plus three in the in the sub. Okay. And then you have the rest of the the bench were international in the. Under uh, nineteen, right? It just to okay. tell you the whole it's team, it's international. It just, it just tells you that the competition was so high, and that's why we won. We won the we won the league. And the funny thing is that when we start that season, the I think the 1996-97 season, none of us were international. Six months later. Everyone went international. It's yeah. just tell the kind of football we were playing. I'm telling you now, it, for me still the best football I play in my career.
0: Okay,
1: it was it was insane. Wow, like some sometimes you are on the pitch you say wow, like even yourself you say wow. That's something. Class, <laughs> class. And I remember we, we played we played one game and the pitch, the pitch were not good. Uh, we we went to play away game and the pitch were not good. Of course, the team the home team were happy because the last thing you want against us is to give us give us a carpet. You yeah. will not touch the ball, yeah, like your head gonna you're gonna go have those massage in the in the neck because <laughs> it's it's too much you know? <laughs> Jesse shadows <laughs> oh i can I can't can move from left to right no, it's too much. your neck will be sore so and but at the kickoff. We start putting the ball on the ground, like they were looking at us and say, "I see, uh, the pitch will not stop us." And one action still, I still remember till these days, is: we've done seven back heel in the hole. Wow. Like it, it was it, I'm, thinking, yeah. oh, that's crazy, man. Like it was back backheel, back backheel, back hit, back heel, back, heel, back, heel, back heel. <laughs> And then the cross went, and we won the corner, seven backheel. It's not like. You you are controlling inside food and then you play back in. No, just one touch, one touch back in. Oh man, you know, at the end, even our manager he stands, he says, No, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> those, those young guys gonna kill me. That's too much. I'm, you know, You're taking the best. <laughs> <laughs> the home fans, everyone just oh, standing and start clapping. He oh, was amazing, class. you know. So, we won the league that year, and then the the 1990, 1998 season, we start the season well, and I will say, two months after the season, I got injury in my ankle. So now I didn't know how um, how big it was on that time because I thought it was the same a little bit. Um anchor spray I had time to time, but that one was big. So two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, couldn't play.
0: Okay.
1: So uh, I asked the club if I can go home to see the national team doctor, and they say yes. Because I was leaving, I was le- the, the team I played was in the north, so it take about uh, in train that was Seven, eight hours okay. to go there. and But by plane, it was two hours. And I went home. So I saw the, the, the physio, in the national team physio. Because I knew the national team physio in since I'm young. Because he, he used to uh, work with, um, with my father in the same office. Okay. So that's why I knew him. So he followed me since I, I would say, since I'm uh, 12 years old. Okay. So every time I had any issue, I went to him. So that day normal, I went to him again. And he started treatment. He told me, oh, that would take three weeks. And he was very good. Now, the third week, my manager came to, to my dad's house. He traveled to come see me. Say how's the progress? Uh I say, oh now nah, it's, it's good now. I can run, I can do anything I want, that's good. He said, okay, you have to come back. Because the new nationality manager is coming. And he's gonna be there for three days. And he has to see you play. You know. So I book the fly, go back there and we were due to travel for a game out a away game that week so uh he told me you're gonna play maybe half an hour i said yeah good no problem then we had we had a game i would say maybe four weeks before that we were her schedule and that game uh end up being rescheduled the same week as the game we were due to play, away game. Okay. You know, so uh, I will say in, f- in five days, now we have two games to play in five days. So when, when they rescheduled that game, he told me, listen, you will not play the game I told you that you're going to play half an hour. Now you're going to play the other game because the other game will be playing in the capital. And who's gonna be in the capital? The new manager.
0: Present.
1: So he said, No. Opportunity. You, you don't need that game. It's the older game. Yeah, yeah, You know. So when when the when we we played the first game, I think we, we grew, and then we went in the capital in Yaounde to play our second game. Now the game start and I look up. In the, in the stand, the new manager is not here. And I look at my manager and say, what am I doing here? The guy is not here. So, All that's right. a waste of time. Like, I made an effort to be here. And then, mm. uh, he said, wait, wait. So, maybe after five minutes, I heard the stadium goes, whoa. And I look at you, the man. <laughs> The man make his get entrance. On time. The man <laughs> make his entrance. I say okay, short sure time. Oh, Alan, Joey's having fun I, I, now. I've, I've, I've pulled all, all, all the strings. I have everything I have. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing, you know. And now, like I said, you have to play your part. So I play my part and forget about it. I play seventy-five minutes. And then forget about it. Gone. Now we're going back home. There is one guy who uh, uh, was was a a senator. Uh, And he came to me because he was traveling with us. He came to me and said, Hi, Joseph. I say, Hi, sir. He said, Are you okay? He said, Yes. He said, I just want to tell you that you're already in the list for the World Cup. I say what? He said what I didn't know is that the new manager knew him. And he told him that young guy. Wow. <laughs> wow. So and he told me, you already in the list. I'm telling you now. I spoke with the new manager during the game. He was he was amazed. But don't tell anyone. I say yes okay. So now, they decide to um, call a training camp because the new manager didn't know all the players. So, and two weeks later, they decide to do a training camp for local players. So he called around 100-something uh, players in the training camp because he want to see everybody. Okay. And on that training camp... Uh, for me it was just uh, like a confirmation of what the manager think of me that's the way i thought the training camp and the thing about the training camp is that we were playing morning afternoon morning afternoon so what they they don't like a tournament they don't the teams uh, i think we were uh, we were just 11 each team and you you play more like You're going to play, you play so much game that you get tired. So we done that for three days. Oh, I will just enjoy myself. And the one thing, like the one thing that manager did is what? Because we were nine players from the same team. And he put us in that training camp. He put us together. Because he knew that, you know, I will not separate them. Other teams, he separate players, but okay. us, he put <laughs> okay. us together. Can you imagine? Like, first, what we were doing the league, and then we come in the camp. Listen, we find each other without even look yeah, at, like, you know. So, but the third day, I can feel that my body start to be tired because I almost spent two months without playing. Okay, you know, so I just came back. Maybe two or three weeks ago, so I start to feel really tired. And during one of the game, because the the, the 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 new manager he was referee every game, every game was referee. During that one of the game, he came beside me and he asked me, "Are you uh, are you okay, Joseph?" And I say, um, "Not not really. Uh, I'm just coming back from injury. I'm really really tired now." And he said, okay, you can have a rest. When he said that, I knew I'm gone. Okay. That was a confirmation because you tell the manager that... He's already convinced. Uh, uh, you know, so, and then I went out to relax. I say, job done. Oh. Now, uh, a few days later, I was now in the mix with the professional players. So we have two, two lists. The first one with uh, amount amateur players. So he picked around uh, 10 players. And then we went uh, in France with older, I would say 35 professional. Mm. So that we made 45. And then from there, he picked, he picked his list. Now, I remember the discussion I had with him uh, maybe two weeks before he gave his finalist. We had a discussion. He told me that listen, uh, you're already on my 16 players. Now, to be in the 11, I'm going to ask you to do something. I want you to play wing back. Let's see. If... Me, I'm, I want to play number 10. That's what entertain uh, people. You know, it's. Uh, and he explained to me, you know, he said, listen, you gonna enjoy yourself and with the energy you have, you know, and I never played defender before. The energy you have, you will not even defend. You're going to attack them all the time. You know? I say, oh, I don't know. you know." Can you imagine? Like, you never even have one game in national team. And then, and you then, then now you are here <laughs> to telling the guy that, oh, you know, you know. normally if you say, uh, I want you to play goalkeeper in the World Cup. He say yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you prefer to be in your ten position. Said, you? Oh, you know, I'm not quite sure. And, and he said, okay, go think about it and come back to me tomorrow. I say, yeah, but uh, he say, yeah, go think about it. Looking back, I, I, I just think of
0: what's wrong with me.
1: Like <laughs> the guy could say, okay, uh, you don't want. Good. You're
0: going to the World Cup. Come on, you, son. You
1: don't, you, don't, you don't go in the World Cup then. If you don't want to play, you don't go in the World Cup, you know? So, but that, that's what I'm saying. For me, it wasn't too much. I wasn't too much uh, into, oh, it's a World Cup. For me, it was just a game. Mm. Because if I was seeing, oh, I'm going to the World Cup and things like that, I would say yes straight away. Yeah, say, yeah. oh, yeah. But for me, it was the game. Like, it doesn't matter where. I want to play in this position. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, um, <laughs> I went in my room I started to think I saw a little bit the team we had there were no one who were playing wing back but in midfield we may have at least 10 players so I look at it and say hmm there I'm alone here yeah. too, mo- be too many competition
0: team, yeah.
1: I didn't wait for the next day I just called him on the phone Uh, yeah I'm going to
0: winning mean. back is fantastic I mean. <laughs> for me i mean i mean love it that is it for the moment that is part one of the conversation with joey and doe it turned into a long conversation so we decided to split the episode in two i hope you've enjoyed this so far please do check back on friday two days time we're going to release the second part of the conversation i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did